The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. In business, you have to play to win. You need an edge. You'll find that edge in the business locker room. Hey, business is like sport, and I want to bring the locker room to the boardroom. Giving you the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. With compelling interviews, cutting-edge business tactics and ideas, and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin. Welcome to the business locker room. Now, here is your host, Kelly Riggs. Hey, hello everyone. Great to have you on another episode of the Business Locker Room. Episode, by the way, number 31 just uh, has gone by very, very quickly. Best because they're great, great, great shows. Like the show we've got lined up for you today. Excited to talk to you about it. The Business Locker Room is the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business beginning today. No need to wait. The guests that we bring on, the things we talk about, promise you, you're going to go back out into the field and you're going to start doing things differently and you're going to do them better if uh, experience is any guide whatsoever. Got a great show lined up straight ahead. Find out more about the program and about our our past shows, things that are coming up at bizlockerroom.com. Always welcome to send me an email. Kelly at bizlockerroom. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Kelly Riggs. The show today, absolutely world-class. Andy Paul will join us shortly. We'll talk about his brand-new book, Amp Up Your Sales, powerful strategies that move customers to make fast and favorable decisions. This is a guy that knows a thing or two about selling. His second uh, book, by the way, Zero Time Selling, was his first. We'll get some background on him as well. But we're going to talk sales in the first segment. Then in the second segment, we'll bring on Sylvia Montgomery. She's a partner at Hinge Marketing. And I'm excited to talk about uh, their new book uh, as well, Visible Expert, The Visible Expert. And uh, we'll be talking about both sales and marketing today. And then you want to stick around at the uh, third segment in our show Miles Austin will join us for the X's No segment, brought to you always by 4D Sales, 4DSales.com, a great tool that they have. And we'll talk web tools. We're talking video the last couple of weeks, and this week we'll do the same. We'll wrap up our series, series on video. Miles and I were having an offline conversation. Everything is going that direction. Everything is video. Even our first guest is uh, getting into the act. I understand he's doing some video work as well. Andy Paul is a guy who has been around the sales business for a little while, and he's written a couple of books, but his background is pretty impressive when you when you look at his bio. He is the CEO and founder of Zero Time Selling, and he is uh, the leading expert on selling with speeds. He has more than 30 years in the sales business, ranging from raw startups to Fortune 1000 companies, uh, sought-after speaker, executive sales coach, and a sales process consultant. He is a veteran of multiple technology startups, so he's been there and done that, responsible for the sales 
of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of products and services. Uh, my guest today, Andy Paul. Andy, great to have you in the business locker room. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me, Kelly. You have got a fantastic new book out, uh, but let's give people a little background. First off, you can find Andy at andypaul.com, and he's got a brand new website that he'll be debuting in just a couple of weeks, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter as well. At uh, it, it is at Zero Time Selling, isn't that right, Andy? That's correct. That's uh, my Twitter handle. Twitter handle. Great to have uh, great to have you talking with us. But this new book that you've got out, I want to talk about uh, the premise behind the book. What yeah, I, I know why guys write books. We we write books to sort of get our thoughts and our ideas in some sort of regimented form. And, you know, you're like me. You're out there teaching and speaking on a regular basis. Uh, but you you had you had some very significant objectives in this particular book. So give us some background. Yes. Well, I mean, for me, it's we live in this environment where. Boy, the unrelenting pace of technological change combined with sort of rapid globalization has really resulted in sort of this explosion of competitors in nearly every market segment that exists out there. And so if you're out there competing, in the mind's eye of your customers, what they're seeing with more competitors is basically all of the sellers start looking pretty much alike. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that situation... Really, your success going forward and selling to that customer is going to be based more upon how you sell your solution versus what the actual solution is. That's uh, interesting. I mean, it, it, again, so many times, I'm sure you're in the same situation that I am. You're dealing with clients who feel very much commoditized for the very reasons that you've talked about. The, the Internet, in so many ways, has dramatically changed the way we approach what we do. And yet, what you're suggesting is we take that and we begin to use it as an advantage rather than falling into that commodity trap. Am I getting that right? Yeah. I mean, the way you're going to create differentiation is through how you help that customer make their decision. And you know, I start the book by just sort of trying to redefine buying and selling for sellers. And you know, it's buying is really what, when you say what's the customer trying to do, oftentimes people, when they're out buying something, evaluating new solutions, uh, salespeople tend to default to thinking that it's all about solving a pain point, and that's really the outcome of that buying process. The buying process on the part of a, a customer is really they're trying to quickly gather information to make good decisions with really the least investment of their time and resources possible because you know, they don't want to spend six months to make a decision on something they could make a decision on in a month, right? And they can mm-hmm. use that extra time for something more productive in their own business. And also being able to make fast advantage or fast decisions, excuse me, as a competitive advantage for them, because if you're selling a solution that maybe helps them get to market more quickly with a new product, well, the sooner they can make that decision and deploy your solution, you know, the more profitable they're going to be in the long run. Absolutely. So, so if customer buying is about making good decisions quickly, then you know what is what really is selling? And I try to help people understand so that they have this thought in mind every time they go out to interact with a prospect. And as you know from reading the book, as I based that around a quote I found in an interview that Jeff Bezos had given about a year and a half ago, where he said, you know, we don't make money when we sell things. We make money when we help customers make purchase decisions. And to me, that's sort of the purest definition of sales that I'd ever come across. And it really aligned with, with the thought I was trying to convey to the reader and to the sellers that that's your job. It's not trying to convince people to do something or persuade them to do something. You're trying to give them the information to help them make that purchase decision. How you do that will create differentiation in the eyes of the customer. Andy Paul is our guest. He is the author of Amp Up Your Sales. 
Find him at andypaul.com. Now, I want to go back to something you said because you're kind of turning some of, some of the traditional ideas about sales on their ear, and that is you said that uh, identifying a pain point is not what salespeople do. That's a result of what salespeople do. Get, explain that a little bit so the people that are listening understand the distinction. Well, what I was trying to say is from the perspective of the customer, is, yeah, they're trying to solve a problem, but when you think about what they're trying to do within their buying process, how do people make decisions? Well, to make decisions, they need information. And it's how you provide that information to them, you know, how you provide, how you do it in a responsive fashion, how you do it by adding value to them in terms of, or delivering value to the prospect in terms of helping them understand more clearly the, the problem they are trying to solve. You know, that's, that's what you're trying, that's the, something you do with the customer, right? We're so often a customer saying, well, selling is something we do to the customer. And what I put forward is really a model saying, selling is a service you provide to the customer, and that's how well, go you back, stand apart. Go back to your first book, Andy, Zero Time Selling. What was the premise? I mean, you had 10 essential steps to accelerate every company's sales. And, and, and I guess the premise there is when you speed up the process, see, you, you sell more because the buying process gets shorter. But can you actually compress the buying process? Uh, yeah, you can, actually. Again, as I'd said before, is, you know, Buying a product, if there's something in an organization you're trying to sell to that's their primary responsibility for driving a decision or driving the evaluation of a new product or service they're going to take on, it's an item on a to-do list for them. And right. what do people want to do when something's on their to-do list? They want really? to get it, it off, right? Absolutely so, right. So your job as a seller is to help them accomplish that task. And that has quantifiable value, a tangible value. I mean, if you can, to a point I made earlier about you know, the competitive advantage of being able to make decisions more quickly is you know, if you can compress that process, you can help them get to that point where they make a good decision more quickly than they had years earlier, a dollar value associated with that in many cases with the customer. Yeah, absolutely. You make the point in the book, Andy, that uh, technology has also completely changed the way the sales funnel looks. And, you know, clearly anyone who's in sales very long understands the concept of the sales funnel, having enough opportunities in the top, producing enough revenue at the bottom. But mm-hmm. you're suggesting that uh, technology has really changed the way that whole thing looks. Explain how that process has changed from your perspective. Right. And so there have been multiple studies done on this, and I, gosh, I heard one again at a conference last week. I forget who, who did it, but it said that, 50, that customers today are typically about 50 to 60% of the way through their buying process before they engage with a seller for the first time, meaning that they've gone online, they've looked at your website, they've maybe gone... Uh, uh, into LinkedIn discussion groups and heard what people are saying about you or they're following your Twitter stream. But, you know, they're gathering the information they can to get sort of partway through that process. And then they reach out to the seller when they pretty much have exhausted the information that's publicly available and they still have questions left that need to be answered. Or alternatively, they still know there are questions they should be asking and they don't know what those are and they need your help to help them know what those questions should be that they're asking. And so as a consequence, you know, they're not coming into the funnel at the top as they're coming into the funnel sort of halfway down the funnel. And it requires a different approach to selling at that point in time. You, know, you can't have your most junior people being the first interface with a customer who's already pre-educated because if they then, you know, if they talk to somebody that's very junior in an organization that can't answer questions for them, can't help them make forward progress in their buying process, and then they pick up the phone and call your competitor and they speak to a well-informed salesperson or a sales engineer right away that starts answering their questions, 
you're suddenly going to be behind the eight ball and you're going to be fighting for second place. Wow. I, I could also imagine because that's true, we would be asking salespeople to be much more knowledgeable about the client in the very first sales call, which means if you come into that first call expecting to do the balance of your, you know, the, the bulk of your discovery questions and uh, you really don't know a whole lot about the client, I, I suspect that puts you in second place as well. That does put you in second place. And there's you know, I said a very strong distinction in the companies that understand this and have the right resources closest to the customer that can help them make that step forward that they're looking for. And that gets down to the point you had talked about earlier about the return on time invested. You know, your clients, every time they interact with you, your customers, you know, one level they're calculating, was this a good use of my time or not? You know, did they, were they able to help me make some forward progress in my decision-making process or did they not? And if they didn't, and if you have a couple of those interactions in a row, well, hey, if you're a salesperson, you're wondering why the customer is no longer returning your phone calls or your voicemails or your emails. Well, you know why? Because they've made that decision that you're just not worth any more of their time. Yeah, you've squandered away your momentum. Andy Paul is our guest. He's the author of Amp Up Your Sales. Follow him on Twitter, at Zero Time Selling. And you want to go to andypaul.com, find this book. This is one you want to add to your sales library. You you talk about the key uh, to making those interactions valuable, to, to providing value in there is, is to accelerate your responsiveness. And you, def- you define responsiveness as, as both content and speed. Mm-hmm. And, and so it becomes very interesting. You, in, in the latter part of the book, you talk a lot about content curation and provision, uh, getting that, that uh, material to the client as, as a, a piece of value that they can use. Uh, how important is that now for, for salespeople, Andy, to be involved in both content curation and provision? Well, I think it's a way that you train the customer to expect something of value from you every time you interact with them. And the example I like to give is, is uh, I was just talking about this last week with a group I was talking to, is I said, you'll never send a naked email to a client. <laughs> and you know, I said, you know, it's not that type of naked email. And by what, what I mean by that, though, is that you know, there's so much information available out there that you should, every time you send an email to a customer, it should have an attachment or a link to some article about the customer's business or the technology they're looking at investing in that you're selling to them or how other companies are using similar technology. That information's all out there. So as a salesperson, what you want to do to become an effective value provider as well as content provider to the customers, you, know, you get a new prospect, you set up a series of Google alerts on that prospect of keywords relative to, again, the technology, the market, the industry, the company themselves. And every day, Google will send you a, you know, a handful or more of links and articles and so on that give you the opportunity then instead of making a check-in call to a customer that you know, are so annoying and time-wasting is you can send them an email and say, Mr. Prospect, I was thinking about you this morning when I came across this article that talks about how companies like yours are using technology like ours in their business. And that suddenly is value to them. They get that. And if you train them to expect something like that every time that you communicate with them, they're actually going to look forward to talking to you, to reading your emails, to replying to your voicemails, and connecting with you. Boy, it is, it's just a tremendous difference. I, I think we've all been there. We've all received the emails from the salesperson who really does not have anything to offer other than to, uh, to call and check in, which you have a piece in the book about that as well. When you find yourself just checking in with a customer, clearly you're, you're behind the curve. 
Oh, absolutely. And there's just no excuse for it, given the wealth of information that's available online, to be able to always add something extra to the interaction you have with the customer. Hey, let's, uh, let's end our conversation today with something that uh, most people I don't think have heard of. I had never heard of it in the way that you talk about it. And you quote uh, a study around this idea. It's called the peak end rule. And, uh, and there's an impact on salespeople. So uh, explain that. Uh, that's, a, I think, a powerful uh, piece of uh, knowledge for, for salespeople to have. So go ahead and talk about that. Well, the peak end rule, or I call peak end selling, is based upon uh, what's called the peak end rule, which is formulated by a Nobel Prize winning economist named Daniel Kahneman, whose studies show that when people go through a, an experience or a process, when they get to the end, there's really only two primary factors that they take into account to make their decision about that process and one was or that experience and one is the peak event in that process and the last event in that process. And so if you look at it in the sales context, it's saying, geez, when a customer goes through their buying process and they're going back to evaluate you as a vendor, you know, there's only really two primary factors they're really gonna take into account. And one is that peak event that happened during the sales process, and the other is your last contact with them. And where this becomes important for salespeople is that you can't predict in advance which one of your sales interactions is going to be the peak event, is going to be that memorable event for the client. And therefore, you have to make sure that you're fully prepared to treat every sales interaction with equal importance. And I'll give you just a quick example. I said a colleague that uh, was assigned to look for a new software application to be able to track uh, unsolicited resumes that were coming into his company. And I talk about this in the book, and he goes into the office on a weekend and investigates all the alternatives for SaaS-type services that could do this, narrows it down to three companies, goes to their websites, fills out their contact form, says who he is, what they want, please have Salesforce call me first thing Monday morning, and submits it. You know, Monday, nobody calls him. Tuesday, nobody calls him. It's Friday before the first salesperson gets back to him. And this is not, unfortunately, not unusual at all when it comes no, to it's not. sales leads. And by that point, they had already made the decision that, hey, if none of these companies could be bothered to follow up, they don't want to do business with any of them. But if that one person, one salesperson, had picked up the phone and called the, this colleague of mine on Monday, they would have won the deal. That would have been a peak event that set them apart from their competition. And it would have been memorable throughout the end of the process. So, you, you know, something that just seemingly is innocuous, a sales lead follow-up can have a huge impact on your ability to win a customer's business. Yeah, that's good stuff. You never know what it may be, but uh, the, the the smallest of details can be the tipping point for any customer, make a right. tremendous difference. So you just want to be uh, at the top of your game every call. Every single call. Andy Paul is the author of Amp Up Your Sales, Powerful Strategies that move customers to make fast, favorable decisions. You can find it at Amazon. You can find it on Andy's website, andypaul.com. And, uh, of course, you want to follow him on Twitter, at Zero Time Selling. Great, great stuff, Andy. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing more from you in the future. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Very good. We're going to take our first time out. And when we come back on the other side, we'll be joined by Sylvia Montgomery of Hinge Marketing. And we will talk about their book, uh, that I, I'm really excited to talk about the visible expert and what it takes to be one of those individuals in your customers' uh, interactions. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to the Business Locker Room on Voice America. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. 
Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Hi, I'm John Spence, one of the top 100 business thought leaders in the world, and you're listening to the Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Yeah, welcome back to the Business Locker Room. I am your host, Kelly Riggs, and this is the show with compelling conversations. You figured that out already if you listen to my conversation with Andy Paul. You want to pick up a copy of his book, Amp Up Your Sales powerful strategies that move customers to make fast, favorable decisions. By the way, great shows lined up throughout the end of the year, and I want to talk to you about next week's show. Bill Cates will join us, and this is, uh, he's famous. I mean, he is called the referral coach, and he's going to teach us how to get more referrals, more introductions, and more high-value clients. I am really excited. He's got a brand new book out. Seems like everyone has a new book. It's called Beyond Referrals. I'm reading it now, and I'm just just absolutely loving it. So make sure you tune in with us next week as we talk about how to get more referrals in your business. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we'll have Miles Austin on later in the show. As always, the X's and O's segment. We're going to continue our conversation about how you can produce high-quality video for pennies. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, the tools that Miles has got lined up for us. Happy to welcome in uh, Sylvia Montgomery. Sylvia is a senior partner at Hinge Marketing, and she is the head of the company's AEC practice, which is architecture, engineering, and construction. She's got more than 20 years in the AEC specter, uh, sector, rather, and she specializes in agile marketing for professional services firms. Uh, it's I'm excited to talk about your brand new book, called The Visible Expert. Sylvia, great to have you in the locker room. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm very uh, excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, great. Well, we, you know, we had, we're talking about off the air. The new book is now about nine weeks, a little over two months. Uh, tell me a little bit about, about how the book is going and how it's impacting your work. Sure. So, you know, for those of you that are not familiar with The Visible Experts, really when we're talking about a visible expert, we're talking about a professional that has attained high visibility and reputation for expertise in a niche industry. So the big differentiator here being that we're not talking about individuals that, you know, are mainstream like 
you know, Steve Jobs would have been or um, a Warren Buffett, but rather these are individuals that have high visibility and reputation for expertise within their niche. And um, we really got into researching visible experts because, as you might be aware of from Hinge, our focus is on high-growth professional services firms. And in studying those firms for the past few years, we know that the individuals are the ones that are really, you know, making the significant contributions to professional services. After all, that's what a professional services firm does. It's, but we wanted to see the relationship between the firm brand, reputation and visibility, and the individual's brand, i.e. reputation and visibility. So that's how we got into the research, and we actually interviewed 1,028 buyers, of visible experts, mm-hmm. and we also, you know, interviewed 130 visible experts. So these are individuals that you know fit this category within professional services. Well, so what you've been able to determine is that there is a certain group of people that outperform their peer group, and you have labeled them as the visible expert because they fill a, a place in the market, in their particular market, a niche. Uh, where where they provide a level of knowledge and content and expertise that people don't readily get elsewhere. Is, is that a good way of saying all of that? Exactly. And actually, in the research process, we identified that there's really five levels. You know, real quickly, the, the first level is the one that's the resident expert. You know, it's the person within the company. Everybody has one that everybody goes to. So their mm-hmm. knowledge is, you know, pretty pretty deep but their, their visibility is only within the walls of the firm. Um, a level two is someone that has that same expertise, but maybe it's sought after in local, typically like chamber events or things like that. We call those the local hero. Then you okay. start to get into the, the rising star and the industry rock star, and those are the folks that are having, you know, conferences, speaking at conferences, keynote addresses, um, articles, you know, books, things like that. Finally, the fifth one is the global superstar. And we learned that not everybody needs to be a a global superstar. In fact, to really uh, have an impact on your firm, a level three or a level four can be just fine. Well, I would suspect that uh, as you go up the ladder, the the air gets thinner. I, I, I would assume there's not a whole lot of global superstars out there. Exactly. I mean, in AEC, I, I always think of Michael Graves. You know, um, depending on how old the person is, they may know him for the guy that came up with the tea kettle design for Target. Mm-hmm. Or most recently, they may think of him as the guy that does, you know, products for healthcare. But the reality is that he's been around for decades and he's so known um, as a visible expert that he's now mainstream, but it wasn't always like that. Well, I would suspect, and this is based on what I know, at full disclosure, Sylvia and I know each other. We've interacted in some conferences, and so we have some some awareness of each other. I would suspect that you fall in that industry rock star arena. Is that fair? I mean, I'm not not trying to be just, you know, fawning all over you, but I think that's a pretty fair uh, um, description of you. Well, thank you. I mean, to be quite honest, I took the assessment that we put clients through, and actually, I am just a level three, believe it or not. <laughs> so wow. I'm not okay. quite to the level four, and I'm aiming to do that at some point. But really, when you're looking to assess a visible expert, you're looking at also, um, you know, the, the amount of writing that they're doing or the amount of speaking, um, not just their client work. 
So it's it's actually a lot of hard work and moving from you know moving from a one to a two, it's a lot easier than moving from a three to a four. I can imagine, and I'm sure that the you know the distinctions are are uh, fairly difficult to attain simply because I know what the standards would be. Uh, Sylvia Montgomery is our guest here in the business locker room. She's with Hinge Marketing, and you can find them online at hingemarketing.com. Follow them as well at Brand Strong. And by the way, I, I've got a new uh, a sixth level for you, and uh, I am one of the few people in that particular level. It's called a legend in my own mind. <laughs> Uh, so I had I had difficulty attaining one or two. I just made up my own. <laughs> well, you're you're too funny. I think you're actually on a level four to be honest. Oh well, I think you're very very kind. What what does it take other than awareness? What does it take to to move into the you know these level two and three and four areas? Let, let's say we're we're doing well in level two. What what does it really take to get to level three or even level four? Well, you know, I think the it goes back to again what is um you know what's what's the strategy that you have. Um, mm-hmm. We know that the benefits of working with a visible expert are many, and we know that from a client's perspective, you know clients love working with them because they're actually learning from them um in addition to the fact that visible experts are more likely to bring um new solutions or more innovations to a particular problem um but really, you know, a huge benefit for the visible expert uh, themselves is the fact that they can command, you know, greater fees mm-hmm. or be more selective about the kinds of clients that um, that they're working with. So we know those are the benefits, and it goes back to, again, what's the strategy, um, what are you, you know, what do you want to accomplish, and how are you going to get there? And that's where looking across the board at all the tools that are are your disposal comes into play because, um, you know, becoming a visible expert, really a way to look at it is it's on top of everything else you're already doing. Right. Well, you've you've got quite a list of visible experts in the book, and, and some of these are people that I know and are, are aware of. Even one of them, Charles Green, has been a guest here in the business locker room. Clearly, uh, he, he's at the top of his game. There's no question about that. I, I assume he's probably, a, I would think he's a global superstar, having co-written books with David Maester and others, but exactly. Ian Broke. Ian Brody being one of those as well. This, and of course, Alan Weiss. I think most people have heard his name. So there's there's a number of people here that people can relate to as they think about this. But the correlation, Sylvia, gets to be important because, as you mentioned, as people move up in levels in terms of their expertise, they they do make more money. They have much more impact on people, and, and the personal rewards are much greater as well. But you have you have some very distinct statistics around these people, and and what it can really do. And, you, and there's there's something you guys talk about in terms of being uh, 13 times more effective, or more profitable, or more productive, or something along those lines. Share some of those statistics with us. Sure. Well, for example. Um I'm going to give you just an example. In in AEC, what we did is we we used the baseline of $100 an hour, um, and we asked, you know, what would, would you be willing to pay for a visible expert in your industry? And at a level one, you know, they were buyers were willing to pay $180. Um, well, level two, it went up to 220 an hour. 275 for a level three, 445 for a level four, and a level five. You know they would be willing to pay up to eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. Wow! So that's just you know that's just a, a very a quick snapshot of what people are willing to pay. Of course, you know the expectations are great. Sure. Um, 
when they're when they're you know hiring the services of a visible expert. But um, but that's what comes with the territory. Um, and as a visible expert, you really want to be looking at not just all the tools at your disposal, but which ones are you going to get the greatest impact from. You bet. You know, one of the parts that I really liked about the book was uh, chapter eight, where you begin to talk about the toolkit that visible experts lead uh, or use, rather. And, and, and some of these are, are really enlightening to me. Uh, you have the visible experts' top 10 lead sources. Uh-huh. And, and, and I, I found that one to, to again, it, it did track with what I thought, but then it kind of turned some things upside down. For instance, 27%, which was the number one uh, lead source, was referrals and recommendations. And I certainly uh, could, could make sense of that. But as you work down, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, number 10 is content marketing. And I know how important content marketing is. In fact, my previous guest, Andy Paul, and I were talking about it as something that's really necessary for salespeople. And yet, it's only uh, number 10 in the lead sources for visible experts. Why do you think that's the case? Sure. And it's a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg um, situation because what happens is referral sources, yes, it's at the top. But how do you maximize, how do you increase the number of referral sources? Well, that's going to come into play by the kinds of clients that you have, um, you know, the, the good job that you're doing, um, the reputation, you know, the visibility that you have, that increases the referrals. How do you contribute to that? Well, we're huge believers of content marketing at Hinge, as you know. Sure, absolutely. Um, so you're, you're, you know, you're putting out your philosophies, your insights, your knowledge. Uh, you're putting that out through content marketing, and it becomes a little bit of that self-fulfilling prophecy. The more people get to know of you and hire you, the more they're going to be referring you. So it's just a cycle. Yeah. I, I want to give the audience uh, listening uh, the, the top 10 lead sources for people who have attained uh, any level of visible expert from one to five. Referrals was the first. Speaking engagements was the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, third third was books. Then search engines, uh, oddly enough. Uh, number five was blogs. Then social media. Then industry articles. TV interviews came in at eight. Website was number nine. And content marketing was 10. Now, it, again, as you sort of allude to it's not that the ones closer to the bottom are unimportant. It's just that it's interesting to see which ones are most important to those who attain that level of visible expert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and what we also learned is that there is a set of people who we call the fast trackers that were able to rise to the top, you know, five times faster than other visible experts. So um, that's just another key point of the book, and I hope you know folks on the air listening to this today will check out the book and, and read up on those fast trackers because the point of the story is that we want to we wanted to document this um, these findings and really share with everyone out there so that you can learn from others and you can uh, plot out your own um, journey and hopefully uh, become a fast tracker along the way. Yeah, absolutely, folks. If you are listening. Sylvia Montgomery, our guest, you can find the book, uh, The the Visible Expert, at the website, hingemarketing.com, and suggest you follow Sylvia and the crew over at Hinge Marketing at Brand Strong. 
because there's some very valuable data in here, especially if you're in sales or you're an entrepreneur, you have a, uh, a professional services firm of some kind. It gives you an idea of the quality of each of the tools that, it, you know, at, at any level, Sylvia, there are people out touting the value of each of those tools. And I think one of the challenges at professional services firms is making sense of all of this. I mean, there's just an awful lot of things to try to figure out in terms of the, the marketing cloud that's out there, the availability of tools that you have. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the tools are just overwhelming. And, for example, we know that, um, you know, 85% of fast trackers, you know, focus on writing a book. That's one of the, the big things that they did. But, of course, if you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, how am I going to get the time to write a book? So, you know, being clever about how you start to work towards that book. But in the meantime, maybe you're starting out with blog posts, Um so that you can, you know, be in a path that is strategic, uh, but recognizing that some of these things are going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Well, the final analysis, it's everything about it is about becoming more valuable to your client, whether you're writing articles uh, for an industry publication or a blog or a book or anything. All of that is centered around bringing value to the client. Exactly, exactly. And that's really the most important thing to remember because otherwise, um, you know, it's it just will not work. I always start by telling people, they'll say, well, can you make me into a visible expert? Um, and I say, well, as long as you have an expertise, we can do that. But you right. have an expert somewhere, you know. Yeah, we can't give you an expertise and yeah, then, and then make you. We can't give you an expertise. We can only help if, make you visible. <laughs> right. If you do have an expertise, we can't help you. Folks, the book is called The Visible Expert, and you want to get it for this reason. Chapter 9. Sylvia and the gang outlined the Visible Expert Program. They take you through the steps of what it takes, if you do have that expertise, exactly what it takes to become the visible expert in your particular niche. And it is worth uh, everything that you will spend on it. And and tell the audience how much they're going to invest in the book, Sylvia. Well, you can actually get it for free at hingemarketing.com. Yeah, there's a good deal, wouldn't you say? Absolutely free, folks, at uh, hingemarketing.com. And uh, I was fortunate to read it in pre-release. And uh, it's based on on great research. Again, 1,028 buyers of products and services from visible experts, 130 different visible experts that were interviewed in producing this thing. And it's got a step-by-step guide of how you, in your professional services firm, can become a visible expert. Sylvia, great to have you on board. Thanks for joining us in the locker room. Thank you so much, and you guys have a great day. Thank Outst- you. Outstanding. Uh, you can find her again at Brand Strong on uh, Twitter and HingeMarketing.com. But we're going to take another time out. We're going to come back on the other side, and we will do the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. It is brought to you by 4D Sales. Again, want to remind you that next week, Bill Cates will be our guest, the referral coach. You want to mark that one. That, that's going to be a fantastic episode a lot of lot of really good technique that's going to come out in that. I'm looking forward to that one. But uh, we'll come back. This is our final break. We'll come back. You're listening to The Business Locker Room on Voice America. I'm Kelly Riggs. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. 
Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jeff Shore, author of Be Bold and Win the Sale. More great business ideas straight ahead in the business locker room. Yes, indeed. It is the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business. Much more information about the show at bizlockerroom.com. The X's No segment brought to you by our friends at 4D Sales. You can find them online at 4dsales.com. 4D Sales is, is this really cool tool that uh, we wish we would have had uh, a couple of decades ago. It was conceived back in 2012. Three founders of the company put their heads together and wanted to find a way to leverage tablet-based technology with presentations. And so the ability to get all of the things that salespeople use in presentations and to put them in one package on your iPad or your Windows 8 device, they figured out how to do that and make it really, really cool. Whether it's a price list or a brochure, PDFs, uh, all the collateral material that you carry around, slide decks, even live web pages and videos, put it all together in one space and Take the opportunity to just scroll through those, find the one you want, bring it up on the tablet. It really makes selling go faster. And anything that anybody wants, it's two clicks and you're emailing it to them right away. I like it a lot from the standpoint of the business owner or the sales manager. Now I can ensure that all of my people are using the latest iteration of everything. They've got everything they need at their fingertips. And it's a very highly interactive with a client. Trust me, you're going to like it. Go check out the tool at 4dsales.com. Thanks to Brian Carpenter and the guys over at 4D Sales for their support. We welcome in our good friend from fillthefunnel.com, Miles Austin. We're talking X's and O's. Miles, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kelly. I've enjoyed your show today more than ever. I two great guests. Really great guests and uh, good books and a lot of good information coming out of those. And uh, we've, we've got our work cut out for us because we've spent the last couple of weeks talking about video. And uh, you're, you just, you're making my head explode here because I, I start to think I need to be doing a lot more video work. And I am going to, and I think that was your intent all along, is to <laughs> let the audience know, hey, this is where the industry's going. If you're not in video, Miles, we were talking about it off the air, you're going to find yourself behind here pretty quick. Behind and probably looking for a potential to never get caught up because it's one of those things, once you embrace it, you start to realize this is no big deal. It's, it, 
Based on what we've learned in the last couple of weeks, I would agree with you. By the way, folks, I've got a resource page for you. You want to go to bizlockerroom.com, and on the top nav bar, look for the Biz Locker Room Radio Show. Scroll down to Radio Show Resources, and Mr. Miles has got everything we need right there on that page, all of the little tools and things that we need. And, and then last week, we added into it all of the the apps and the software and the things, and we kind of want to try to put it all together in one package today because the premise from the very beginning, Miles, has been that I can produce high-quality 1080p HD video with my telephone. That's that's crazy. Well, it is, and I think that's very honestly part of the problem because people just don't believe it. It's it's one of those too-good-to-be-trues. And as in all things web tools and all things in life, at least in my experience, it is too good to be true if you don't jump in and start to play with it, start to work with it, try it, do it in a small case. I'll guarantee you that every one of our listeners today has a bunch of single image uh, photos on their phone. Could be a family, could be a work, whatever it might be, maybe a hobby or maybe you're a hiker and you've taken a lot of beauty, uh, beautiful scenic shots. Start to use some of the tools that are in the resource list. Maybe I'm thinking in that example, maybe just use Animoto. And select a series of maybe 10 different beautiful images that represent something you're passionate about. Uh, for me, as an example, I just did one this weekend with, with different photos of my grandkids. And you put them together using Animoto, which is in the, resor- the resource list. And you select a little uh, music background to go with it. You hit the button. It completely builds a video. And you play it back and you're thinking, you've got to be kidding me. This is, this is great quality stuff that your family, your friends, or your business associates are going to enjoy and benefit from. But you got to start. That's always the hurdle that we need to get our, our listeners through. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that that's, you know, we're working against ourselves a lot of times. And if a lot of people like me, Miles, I assume maybe they tried a little bit of video two or three years ago and they had bandwidth problems and the quality wasn't that great. And it just really wasn't w- worth all of the hassle. That that certainly is not the case now. I know that recently you've had some really great experiences to use video. Why don't you take one of those examples and share with the audience? Well, I think there's a couple. I think one of the things for me is... Um, in fact, I've had this conversation earlier today. There's an addition, There's a tool out there that's a piece of hardware that people can use called Swivel, S-W-I-V-L, right? And it's a little hardware device, and you put your phone, you, you actually slip it right into this Swivel, and you take a little attachment that clicks to your belt or to your jacket or your, your uh, blouse. And if you're up and you're presenting, whether it's in your office or your um, uh, you're on stage at a conference, whatever it might be. Maybe it's just in your own conference room. And you turn on your camera, and it obviously collects audio. And this little swivel follows you because of an infrared beam. It follows you and twists and turns to follow you and captures you as you speak in a comfortable, natural setting. Um, and I've been using this now for several years. Um, to for help several people. years? For several years, now there's a brand new edition that's out. But what happens with this product, um, I use it specifically in my coaching um, activities with clients that are speakers and want to get into video because two things happen. It removes all the tech. Once you plug it in, you put it in this little base and you uh, you click on the little receiver on your body, on your coach or something, 
and you forget about it. And then you go do what you're already good at, back to your uh, previous guest talking about the instant experts. I mean, you, we're all an expert in something. And you simply go up and you talk. You talk to a real audience or an imaginary audience, and now you're using your hands. You're not using slides and reading from a script, right? It's just natural, flowing conversation. And when you do that, your expertise automatically starts to come through in a big way. And then when you're done, you stop, you walk over, you take out your phone, and now watch that video. You will be blown away. You're going to learn a lot of good things. You're going to learn some techniques of things maybe you need to change. Maybe you, maybe you have a lot of ums and ahs and all of that. Maybe you're slouching. Maybe you have your hands in your pockets. But those are the fun parts of learning in my experience, right? So those are just that's just another example of the kinds of things because, again, it goes back to my core belief. You, you will never get a benefit from a web tool in any way, shape, or form if you don't use the web tool in some way. Jump in in the privacy of your own room, your own office, or your own boardroom and practice this stuff, and you'll be amazed at how quickly you start to rise to the top. You're listening to the X's and O's segment here in the Business Locker Room brought to you by our good friends at 4D Sales. Miles, I, I'm my, I'm slack-jawed, man. That is the coolest tool I have ever seen. Full disclosure, folks, he just dropped this one on me today, and he's been <laughs> using it for years. That kind of ticks me off, Miles. You, you, you're not sharing all the good stuff with me, but we did get it on the show. That is that is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Kelly, your show's once a week, man. I've got 300-plus of these things, right? I'm never going to get there. So. Yeah, we'll never have to worry about the segment, will we? Okay, so tell me about a time that you've used video recently, and, and some of the and, and the way you set it up. Talk about some of the tools, uh, you know, that we've been discussing. Um, we, we talked about the tripod, uh, tripod mount, rather, and the and the microphone, the adapter, and all of that. And then we'll talk about some of the uh, the other uh, apps that come along with it. But but give us a real live walkthrough example of how you have used video in your practice recently. I, I know, for example, that. Um, I believe you had an interview that was uh, recorded live and actually streamed live on the internet recently. Absolutely. I was out in Vegas. I think we talked last week a little bit about it. I was in Vegas at a convention for IBM um, and their big data conference. And, and there was a group there, a team of guys there um, that had um, real small, a little bit larger than an iPhone type little video cameras, really inexpensive. They had them set up and they had a little stage and some nice lighting, you know, that you can get on Amazon for under a hundred bucks. And they had it all set up and they interviewed different guests at this convention uh, and different participants and different speakers. And so uh, we go out, we sit down and they, you know, they have a gentleman on either side of me that are the, the hosts of the show, like you are in your show. And Here's the topic. We talked, but they're streaming this live across the Internet um, and anyone in the world. In fact, we had a worldwide audience because of the nature of this conference. So I'm sitting there sharing some observations and some of my own conclusions based on what I'm learning um, at, the, at the trade show as well as some of my experiences in business. And I literally am sharing and having people around the world tweeting and responding to what we're talking about live, just like it was on CNN or NBC. And regardless of how they happen to be doing it, what you've been trying to get us to understand is they could have used an iPhone or an iPad as, as the video device, even if they were using nicer uh, cameras. I mean, the quality is not going to change that dramatically, if at all, actually. 
In fact, in many cases, if you have a camera that's more than about a year to year and a half old, your iPhone is going to give a higher quality resolution to your shots. Absolutely. Again, it's not the phone is not the magic, but the quality of what has been built into these things over the last year with this newest generation from all of the big players is spectacular. It is high def, and it you know when you're at high def. You know, other than some really advanced capabilities that none of us are going to use for the next year or two with 4K and all of those kind of advanced technologies, that's all you can do anyway. I mean, you're going to you're going to share on, let's say, YouTube a video or on your blog or website. You're at 720 or 1080p or you know high def, if you will. That's all it can go to anyway. So who cares if it's more than that? Yeah, that, that, that's pretty impressive. And uh, as you've mentioned, there are just so many now post-production tools that are very easy for people to use. iMovie being one of the predominant ones, I, I think many people, and, and I, I would put myself in this category, uh, we struggle with the idea of trying to learn something like iMovie and, and you know all the pieces and parts that go, what, what's the ramp-up period? How, how long does it take to get semi-competent on something like that? I believe if you spend two to three hours with a focused, concentrated effort, you're going to do, you're going to amaze yourself how well you do. Here's what I've learned is if I just go in to learn a tool just in general, I'm probably going to struggle and spend a whole afternoon or longer and really never get a lot out of it. What I found really helpful and just just a tip that it's worked for me and for my clients is find a project that you want to do and you honestly have to do it. It has a deadline and you need to get that done. I'll use a great example that just happened in the last few days. Um, I read, I had the privilege of reading Andy Paul's book, his newest one that you just talked about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. And I was writing a review that I wanted to share out on Amazon because I think it's an excellent book um, in the way that he presents it. And I thought, you know what? Better than that, I'm going to do. So I wrote the review first. I wasn't thinking. I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to do a video review that I can share on Amazon for two reasons. I wanted to try some new lighting that I have purchased on Amazon. It was like $52. Um, I want to try some of that with the background that I have because I'm going to, I'm now moving into things like this green screen technology and things. And so I wanted to combine a project that I need to get done, but I want to go learn the tools and some new capabilities that I haven't had a need for before. I kind of heard about them and knew they were there, but how can I take my iPhone sit in front of this green canvas, record a real simple two-minute message about what I found in the book and why I liked it, and then go add a background that happens to be, and you'll see it on Amazon in the next few days, um, reviewing Andy's book, and it's a fireplace, and it's this big rock fireplace and a crackling fire that I had a video that I recorded about two weeks ago when I was at a location, and I thought, man, what a great setting. So there's a big leather chair there and all of that and a crackling fire. So when you see the video on the review for Andy's new book on Amazon, it's me in my office using my iPhone and a green screen. But what you see on the screen, I think you're going to go, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. But if you're if you have a pipe, uh, I'm gonna laugh. Okay, now let's let's <laughs> it, the fireplace. Okay, but no pipes, no cigars, none of that nonsense. Well, I, I tell you, I have I have been enamored with the whole thing. We we talked about uh, we've got about sixty seconds here. We we talked about Animoto, which can convert your images into video. We've got iMovie. You've got Intro Designer. 
You've got Dolly Cam, which stabilizes video shake. You've got Cinemagram, which I went and looked at that, and that thing just blew my brains out. And Livestream, and there's just more and more coming down the road. Many thanks to you, Miles. Uh, I, I can't keep up with all of this. I'm sure glad we have you on the show to do it for us. Uh, glad to do it, and, and very honestly, I can't either, but that's where I love what I do. I, I don't know every morning what new is going to hit my email box saying, here's a new tool we'd love to have you take a look at. Uh, that's great stuff. Miles Austin, you can find him at fillthefunnel.com and uh, follow him on Twitter. You'll want to read all of his stuff, tr- promise you, at Miles Austin on Twitter. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the show today. What a great show. Uh, Andy Paul was on board with us uh, talking about his brand new book, Amp Up Your Sales, Powerful Strategies That Move Customers to Make Fast, Favorable Decisions. Make sure you find him, andypaul.com. Thanks to Sylvia Montgomery from Hinge Marketing for to drop in and talk about their brand new book as well, The Visible Expert. Folks, it's absolutely free. Go get it. Got some great stuff in it. Find it at hingemarketing.com. That's going to do it for our show today. Thanks to Michael Surgit on the other side of the glass, making us sound way better than we really are. We're going to see you next week. Don't forget as we uh, introduce the referral coach, Bill Cates. We'll talk to you next time in the Business Locker Room. I'm Kelly Riggs. Thanks for joining the Business Locker Room with your host, Kelly Riggs. Kelly will be back again next week for more business-building content and conversation for your playbook. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of The Business Locker Room. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Play to win.